0: Welcome to the Apple Insider Podcast. This is your host, Stephen Robles. And today we're going to talk about an updated control center that could be coming with iOS 17. Apple's weather widget was definitely broke for a while. And there might be some alternatives that are better. And you can now use ChatGPT on any of your Apple devices natively in shortcuts. Thanks to Federico Faticci over at MacStories. We're going to talk about that too. This episode is brought to you by Notion AI and Collide. And joining me, I'm going to try and convince him to use this ChatGPT shortcut, my friend William Gallagher. How's it going, William?
1: Uh, This is not William. I am entirely chat GPT powered. Um, (laughs) In fact, it's a fake voice even. Uh, Have I got the accent right? I'm I'm not sure.
0: William, have you tried any of those services where you can upload like a five minute sample of your voice? You can then give a text and it will record the text in your voice and it sounds eerily accurate. Have you tried any of that? No, but it reminds.
1: I, I I see a Columbo episode here. I could be on the phone, yeah, whilst going off murdering. I <laughs> could be murder of the week What this it's is a point. dark oh. turn. Like a, yes, why did you go
0: straight to straight to murder? Well, you know, I'm thinking
1: well, these recordings are they able to interact? If I ask a question, could it conjure up a new response? Listen,
0: everything is sentient. Every AI is talking to each other. They're all doing it. Okay. You can't get around it. Okay. That's it. I want to put this link in the show notes. And William, I would love for you to try this. Although, try at your own risk. It's called 11labs.io. And the reason why I say at your own risk is because you literally upload a voice sample of yourself. Then you can type whatever text you want, and it will produce an audio file of you, quote unquote, speaking that text, but it's totally AI generated. And it is, it's weird. Like, it is that good. Yeah. we're, We're going to talk about AI in a little bit too, but because there are some positive use cases besides world domination.
1: Now, hang on, wait a second. I went to murder, but in a creative way. You went to world domination. Yeah, I, mean. I feel this speaks volumes to our personalities.
0: You know, yeah. when, now that I think about it, have you seen The Terminator or just read the script? That's what I want to know. <laughs>
1: Do you know, I honestly can't remember. It's one of those films <laughs> uh, where yeah. you see it so often <laughs> coming around on TV. I think I've seen all of it, but out of sequence, which is in pieces, a bit yeah. timey-wimey, but it works. So...
0: <laughs> Yeah, exactly. All right, well, listen, we, I have to get to our five-star reviews because we have a bunch of them this week. Four of them literally from your neck of the woods. Oh, yeah. Okay, a full half of them are from Great Britain. Now, I'm going to tell you these four names. You tell me if you know any of them, William. A okay. uh, Smiddle Miss with about eight S's, Paolo G, Tom from South Wales, and Phil Gloss, UK. You familiar with any of them?
1: Well, I know a Smiddle Miss with six S's, I don't oh, know no, that's no. This a, is a, different... a different branch of the family, presumably. Yeah, 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 yeah. you yeah. gotta follow the tree all the way mm, back. Yep, mm. that's right.
0: Also, the magnificent three from Portugal, you gotta be kicking me from Australia. It's the username. I wonder if some of these uh, people create usernames like this just so I have to read them on the air. I wonder if that's that might be what they're doing.
1: I had to set up a new Google account for something else recently and I'd forgotten the tedium of that username has been kept, has been used or whatever. Uh, In previous years, I've just gone, I've typed fruitless name search 99 and finally got in. So (laughs) I think that's what's going on here.
0: Yeah. You could use AI to generate Google Gmail emails, you know, the same. Uh Yeah, let's Uh
1: rush to do that. Yes, okay. (laughs)
0: Sasha Jovanovich from Stockholm, Sweden, and the Yek guy from USA, like tech, but with a
1: Y. You don't think that was a typo? <clears throat> no. Somebody distracted the tech guy at a key moment, and they're <laughs> locked into this forever. Okay. That exactly,
0: yeah, he's now the Yek <laughs> okay. guy. All right, we got some stuff to talk about here, William. iOS 17, there's been a rumor now that one of the big feature updates that will be coming is an updated control center it is the 10-year anniversary of the Control Center on iPhone this year, and it might be receiving some love. When I saw this news, it made me think, I actually don't remember the last time Apple has even talked about the Control Center in a keynote. I feel like it has been a minute and left pretty much unchanged for years. I too,
1: not know when it came in even. I remember with the iPhone ten, trying to look at how did you get to it. That's the last time I've thought about it. It's just been normal.
0: <laughs> well, and th- this is why I'm curious. There's no been no details about what these updates could be. I am slightly apprehensive because I think the control center is one of the most obscure or obtuse like user interface interactions that like common users just don't know it's there. Mm. I feel like anytime I start telling someone how to do something, and if I say open control center like 60% of the time I get a blank look. Like, I I don't know what that is. And I think it's because on any Face ID iPhone, you know, there's like, what, a, a half inch gap between the notch and the top right corner. Where you swipe down and access it, and I feel like since it moved up there, as opposed to a swipe up from the bottom, it's become much less discoverable.
1: Well, I suppose I use it quite a lot, so I don't think about it.
0: But when you're helping like friends and family, like Not do true. you? I don't know. Do you see people like regularly using it? No. Or actually, I don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't hmm. think so. I don't think so. This is why I'm apprehensive. So if one of the updates is moving it out of the corner of the phone and maybe consolidating it with the today view which is that home screen to the left of your main home screen where you can put widgets and you can do other things there. Like I have my battery widget there. I have a bunch of shortcuts. I hope they don't do this. I hope they don't take the control center and move it over there so it's more discoverable. I feel like more people will accidentally swipe to the left than swipe from the very top right corner. But I also don't want that. I want them to be two separate things. I like that they're two different things. I'd rather they just add features to control center like Give developers API tools to build stuff in there, or maybe make it support certain kinds of widgets or complications, like from WatchOS.
1: Maybe just a less dull color. It's <laughs> it is, gray on black, isn't it? So
0: it is. Yeah, it is very monochrome. I mean, colors change when you activate certain buttons, like rotation lock turns oh, red. Yes. You know, HomeKit devices are really convenient there, but you can't choose what. HomeKit devices show up in the control center, which is annoying.
1: And the whole top half is uh, tough. You got these no matter what, including the yeah. music one, which I, I go into a lot to change to headphones, AirPods, and things. Uh, and actually, even this morning, it was just refusing to do it. So I got quite irritated with
0: it. Yeah, and I feel like the now playing widget in the control center could use some love because the control other speakers and TVs is actually a very powerful button in that control center. What's Helped me with that actually a number of weeks ago where if you want to escape from controlling whatever HomePod is near you, which happens a lot if you have HomePods around the house and you're nearby one that was started playing by someone else, that whatever's playing on that HomePod will just like show up on your phone yeah. as like the now playing. And in order to escape that, you have to go to the control center, hit the little airplay symbol, which doesn't really make sense because you're not airplaying, you're not playing. And then you tap control other speakers and TVs and devices. And I feel like that would be better served in the main area of control center rather than buried three taps deep.
1: On the other hand, I realized I, I could not remember what I had on the widget, the swipe to the, it's a swipe to the left. I can't remember what I had there. And I've just looked and I have a widget and it's not even telling me which one it is. I think it's Otter, which I never <laughs> seem to use as a widget. I use as an app. Yeah. So uh, I'm the other way around from you. I have put nothing there. I forget that it's there.
0: That's where I put all my shortcuts to run because I don't want to take up main idea. home screen real estate, you know, and I put my battery widget over there. I also have HomeCam. So if you have HomeKit cameras, you can use the app HomeCam and actually see like previews of your cameras right there. Oh, I'm having that. Maybe, yeah, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. And there's actually specific widgets that apps have made available in the Today View that are actually not available as widgets for the home screen because it's like a different API for both of those things. It's very strange. And both of these things could use love. I just don't want to see one go away. I don't like, I don't want the TV to save you go away. And I do want to ask you because I always get confused about this, William. If you are trying to tell someone Swipe a direction to get to that today view. Do you say swipe to the left or swipe to the right?
1: I hesitated as I was saying it to you because I realized you could go either way. I was automatically thinking swipe to the left. But actually that means put your finger at the left and swipe across to the right. So this is uh, do what I do, not what I say, isn't it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, yeah, because I, I always hesitate to tell someone swipe to the left because I want them to look at the home screen that is physically to the left of what they're looking at, but the swipe is a left to right motion, and they might interpret that as swipe right. And I know like Tinder, like the dating app, which I know you are intimately involved with, William, you know, they say swipe right, and I think it is that motion. They're saying swipe the thing to the right, and that's how you approve a love interest. I don't know how it works. You'll have to tell us.
1: Oh, right. I only know people just swipe to the left with me then, so... That's, and, uh, <laughs> that's all that
0: not on this show. On this show, everybody swipes right on William.
1: Right. Are, you, are, you, are you telling me something here? Because, I mean, I'm flattered. Well, but, okay.
0: This this is why half of our five-star reviews come from the UK and Great Britain. It's all, it's all William all the time over there. <laughs> right.
1: Okay. i will take you seriously. I'll believe you. Okay. It,
0: right. I, it is true. Just, just take a look. So I'm excited for updates to the Control Center. Hopefully it is, again, not removing a feature like the Today View, but rather improving both. And I know we have done this in the past as far as what we are hoping for for iOS 17. My list has actually gotten shorter since the last time we talked about it because I really just want bug fixes. I really just want want the OS to work. I really want screen time. I know I harp on it every week. I should probably file a radar or whatever the official term is to tell Apple there's an error. You (gasps) haven't. This is my radar, William. This podcast is my radar. If you don't write to Santa, how can he know what
1: to give you? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, that that is true. I mean, I would hopefully it has to be known. I mean, surely there are people inside Apple that actually use screen time. It can't be just me.
1: You do wonder sometimes about it. I have the impression that Apple Park must have the most astoundingly fantastic Wi-Fi because whenever you're in a place that isn't, things do fall apart. Like the whole thing of um, oh, yeah. offloading apps that you're not using. Uh, there was this <laughs> right. section where there's one app I use only when I go to London and it decided, you don't want this, you're not using it, you haven't been in London for six weeks. I go there, I really need it, a tube navigation <laughs> thing. But I couldn't download it because the signal was so bad there. That was Oof. quite frustrating. I had to use, like, maps on the wall and everything. Just, oh.
0: Yeah. You know? I, don't, I don't do that offload thing because, for that very reason. But, but those kind of bug fixes, screen time, I still want, I'm going to keep saying it because this is my radar, standalone password app with the ability to share logins with family members. I think that would be huge. And I have been using iCloud Keychain more and more as, like, my default It fills things in so fast, plus like two-factor authentication numbers, I feel like are more seamless through iCloud Keychain. Just love it. So would love that standalone password app, especially on the Mac. Like getting to the passwords in system settings on a Mac is quite laborious. Hmm. I'll just say that. That's what I'm hoping for. Is there anything? What's the big one that you're hoping for? Is there some some earth-shattering feature?
1: It's big in the sense that I really want it, but it's tiny. I want shortcut support uh, so that I can turn the you know the lock screen. Um, what's it called? The thing that uh, locks after a few minutes or something. Yes. I want to be able to change that to never when I'm recording certain things, and then back to 30 seconds when I'm not. And you cannot do this in shortcuts
0: at all. Well, now, wait a minute. Now, wait a minute.
1: Oh, if you have a workaround, I'm well, eating
0: this. I'm looking now. You see, they added all these always-on display shortcut actions.
1: Oh, good point. I don't have uh, an iPhone 14. I, I forgot that that had changed. Does it give
0: no. a control? No. It must
1: be a focus mode option or something. Or can you just... Well, always-on isn't quite the same as what I need. Uh, is it...
0: No, you you, you want the screen to, yeah, I know what you mean. That would be amazing because I have a focus mode specifically for filming and it changes my home screen to something nondescript and easy to see on camera and all that. So I'm 100% in agreement. I think that would be welcome. It's surprising that's not a feature. They put always-on stuff in there before the uh, sleep timer, you know, for the phone. Also, last bit on iOS 17, compatibility. It might actually drop a few devices that have been compatible with iOS 16, like the iPhone 8 and 8 Plus, maybe even the iPhone 10, first generation iPad Pro, and the first generation 12.9 inch iPad Pro, 9.7 and 12.9. Then we received a tip at Apple Insider that maybe not, maybe it still will support the iPhone 8 and iPhone 10. I don't know. You know, Apple, I feel like is just outstanding at supporting old devices and giving these software updates and also updating the OS For like older OS versions with security and patch fixes, like iOS 15 is still getting updates even today alongside iOS 16.4. So Apple does a great job with that. iPhone 8, I feel like it might be time.
1: I mean, I had that 12.9 inch uh, original iPad Pro. Wasn't that
0: 2015?
1: Yeah. So practically a decade ago and they're still yeah when i heard that apple was definitely definitely going to drop support and before we heard that no it definitely wasn't i was thinking there were all these stories that ios 17 was not going to be that big an update that it would just be quite small but if it were dropping things that ios 16 supported maybe that was proof that there actually was going to be something big Mm -hmm. here and now i just don't know
0: right well and if you were totally right the first gen ipad pro was 2015 nice call yeah, very nice. That's, that's why you're the popular one. Everybody's swiping right.
1: If we've got that swiping right and left wrong, you know, this is going to ruin my day. I'm going to have to go no, look I up think... and check which way is good, which way is bad. But...
0: I think I got it right. I think I got okay. it right. If Apple does happen to announce the headset at WWDC, mm-hmm. I suppose it would make sense that iOS and iPadOS don't get as much stage time due to less features than maybe years past. We'll see. I'm still 50-50 on this. I, I feel like, you know, Mark Gurman is very much coming this year. It's definitely happening. Other people, like, me. I don't know. Where are you at, William? What's your over-under on the headset?
1: Well, I mean, you've got to factor in the car as well, haven't you? And the blue paint sure, job. Sure. There's a lot going down uh, next Tuesday with Apple. Yes, oh. yeah. Oh, I see. Wow. That's quite a
0: prediction. That's quite, I think you're 0 for 107 right now, but sure. But you
1: wait until the day I'm accidentally right. You heard it here first and possibly only, but
0: there you go. (laughs) Life changing. Now, I need to ask you over there in the UK, has Apple's weather widget? been broken for weeks for you
1: yes i picked up my phone the other day i don't know that it's been weeks sorry as soon as i say that i'm remembering police squad uh, and Saul weeks you don't know that sequence at all so i have so, no idea what that is uh, anybody who does uh, google police squad interrogation and you'll know where my head goes every time okay. it's a perfect piece of comedy i mean, immensely perfect piece of comedy writing uh just in the last few days um i have a widget on one of my screens it's a rotating widget one of these things that it shows you what you need know when and i pay no attention to it at all but i happened to pick it up and it said i'm not showing you the weather i don't know anything yeah. and that was the first i'd seen of the problem uh, for the, today it's working again is it still off for you
0: well i switched to a third party weather widget which we'll get to in a moment but i feel like i've been seeing this for several weeks i would just because i have a weather widget right on the front of my home screen it's just showing no weather data for the past couple of weeks and there was a known outage It happened earlier this week. It was, you know, actually in the news. But I feel like I've been seeing a broken weather widget for a few weeks. Supposedly it was fixed. Maybe iOS 16.4.1 is coming very soon and there'll be a fix for the weather in that software update. But since it's been kind of meh, I've been experimenting, William, with some third-party weather apps. And uh, do you use any third-party weather
1: apps? Well, I did use Dark Sky, of course, like everybody else. Yeah, so did I.
0: (laughs) Dark Sky was the best. I wish they would have just kept the app around because it's so good.
1: Go on. I think I know where this is going. I I, I sense the word carrot is coming in well, my near future. Yes. Yeah.
0: yeah, I feel like that is a that is a wise prediction. That is the widget that I had replaced the default weather widget on all my home screens. I'm looking at it right now. Carrot Weather. It's pretty great. You know, I tweeted what weather widget should I use. There were some other suggestions that I had not heard of, like WeatherMate Pro. That was from ZedWaz on Twitter. I'll put a link to that app in the show notes. I had not used that before. I know people like Weather Underground. Some people like AccuWeather.
1: Yeah. Oh, I tried AccuWeather as well at some point. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, there, there's a lot of really good ones out there for sure. But Carrot Weather is the overwhelming suggestion. Like whenever you ask about weather widgets, everybody's like, oh, I want Carrot. got to do Carrot. Everybody's got to do Carrot. And there's a little bit of like, don't want to play into the zeitgeist feeling from me. So I, so I, so I don't, I don't try it, but this time I tried it. Wayne.
1: Oh, so hang on, this is because you're a rebel. You won't try that app. You will smash up your Apple Watch, <laughs> all this stuff. Yeah, no one's going to tell me to take care of my uh, app choices. Okay,
0: that's right. I'll use the weather app I want to use. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'll, I'll, you know, duh, carrot. Uh, but yeah, I broke
1: down. The that. thing with carrot is, I keep hearing how great it is that it's sarcastic and. Maybe I'm just in the UK, enough with sarcasm. Is it actually good as a weather (laughs) uh,
0: thing? So, yes. One of the cool customizable things about Carrot, which what people recommend alongside saying the app name, is you can choose the source of information that the app displays, which is basically you can have whatever weather app you want. If you like it displayed, how Carrot does it. So you can use... FORCA, like F-O-R-E-C-A, you can actually just pull Apple's weather data. So Carrot will just show you exactly what Apple's weather would show you. AccuWeather, Meteo Group, there's a couple other ones. The NOAA, National Oceanic for Atmospheric something.
1: Yeah, what about the, the Met Office from the UK?
0: I thought I was going to nail that, William. I thought I knew the oh, acronym. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, you took a run at it. You missed, national but <laughs> okay, we can applaud the effort. And I, yeah. I, I don't know any better, so
0: thanks for rubbing it in. <laughs> right. Well, I know the uh, the NHCC is the National Hurricane Center or the NHC because here in Florida, we got to be up on all that a lot. But I'm just gonna say a, a national Sorry, why Oceanic? have you got to
1: be up on that in Florida? What goes on there? What Florida, yeah, do I just not understand? You don't know, Florida's I mean, just sunny all the time, isn't
0: it? So, well, not during hurricane season, uh, well, I mean, yeah. It, it's it's sunny and then it's not and then you have a category four hurricane above you. <laughs> That's, you got to know it's coming. So it's
1: one or the other, really. It is one or the other. So you don't need fine gradations of weather prediction. Just stay or run. Is fight or flight. Have okay. you
0: ever been in Florida in like August or September?
1: I cannot remember. I've driven through Florida and I couldn't tell you when in the year it was because it just looked like summer all the time. Yeah.
0: Well, it'll take, you, it'll take you a year to drive through Florida, too, because it's a long state. People don't realize. Yeah, it's a long state. Uh, also, NOAA, National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration.
1: Oh, that's called. Right. That was, right.
0: was close ish. Here's the thing about Florida, especially in August and September, we get a thunderstorm every day at 3 p.m. <laughs> without fail. That's suspicious right? in August, August and September. Not even, it's just what the climate is. It'll be sunny, it hits 2 p.m. Starts getting real dark and cloudy. We get a thunderstorm for about 10, 15, 20 minutes. It's over. Then it's sunny again. This happens every day in that season. Right. And what's amazing is you could literally be in your car looking ahead of you and it's blue skies, sunny, and you look in your rearview mirror and it's a literal thunderstorm, dark sky, like terrible. And that's just how Florida is. It's just how we do it. That's the kind of thing you can enjoy here. I'm sure there's TikToks about it. I'll send it to you. But anyway... So you can use whatever weather source you want. In Carrot weather, you can choose the sarcasm level. And I do like a good sarcastic uh, little bot here. So that's fun. And really customize the layout.
1: see how sarcastic can it be? Oh, like it's raining again. Or you're looking at me again. There seems to be a limited scope for sarcasm conversations.
0: <laughs> well, right here, maybe you'll enjoy this. Right now, I'm looking at the app. It says, Aristotle invented the pseudoscience of meteorology. That's pretty funny.
1: Uh, is it a pseudoscience? A pseudoscience sounds like astrology.
0: <laughs> no, astrology is just bollocks, as you guys would say in the UK. Just, okay, oh, fair
1: enough.
0: Yeah, yeah. As we would, Pseudo- that's true. Pseudoscience yes. is, well, I don't want to get into it. I don't want to offend any of our listeners who might be using crystals and stuff. But anyway, uh, that's more pseudoscience. But you can uh, up the snark level, and sometimes it's very funny. If it's, like, really sunny, like it is in Florida, it'll say... Uh, You know, hope the sun uh, burns whatever you're, whatever, you know, it's funny. Okay. I'm not doing a good representation of it right now, but you should try it. It's very funny. Here's the one thing. Here's the one thing that uh, I'm just not sure about Carrot. The color of the widget, it is a very vibrant blue. And for whatever reason, I feel like it doesn't match the rest of the icons on my home screen. And I know this is really strange. Probably, like, might be the only one that thinks this. But it's the one thing I don't like about the widget. Honestly, the, the app is great. Customization is great. Data is good. It's just that the color scheme, it just seems a little more saturated than the rest of the home screen, and it makes me, it makes it feel like out of place. I don't know. Well,
1: uninstall it this minute. If they can't no, even the... get that right, what is the point?
0: This is the only qualm. Oh, here's another sarcastic comment. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Want the leathery skin of an aging trophy wife? Just go tanning every day for a year of life hacks.
1: Yeah, you're not selling it to me. Okay, that. all right. You well, nearly me had good. me there on the widget. i tell you something I do like. I don't use a weather widget. I suppose I don't check the weather that often. Yes, but I like nice. Apple's... Um, Background wallpaper—the one that reflects whatever the weather is where you are now—I think that's gorgeously well done, and that's enough for me. I tap on the phone to do something; it tells me it's raining. I look out of the window. I think, "Oh, I've got a window. This is an outside world, <laughs> and it's raining in it." I'll carry on working. That's that's my day.
0: Really. Uh, again, I really like the app. I guess depending on your wallpaper and what app icons you have, you might you know like the widget color scheme. Mm. That's the only thing, and it's not bad. Like it's a very nice blue, and it's it's a nice looking widget. I like his iconography. That's the only thing. I I just, it feels like it doesn't match as well as the Apple weather widget. If I'm crazy, please let me know, listeners, uh, but that's just how I
1: feel. Yeah. Let, let you know that you're crazy about this one thing, nothing else. This is, uh-huh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Sorry. I've just, uh, have the things uh, to check, this is the one. Anyway, and yes, let me
0: know okay. if you have other weather widgets that I did not mention. You know, I know Weather Underground, Mate Pro, Carrot Weather, there's other third party weather apps that you guys like out there. Let me know, and I would love to, uh, Try some, maybe. All right, I want to talk to you about ChatGPT in series shortcuts. This episode is brought to you by Notion. Guys, I've used Notion for a long time. I use it to organize my video projects, podcasts, do research, and now Notion AI makes Notion even more powerful and useful for so many different things. Listen, even if you have AI fatigue and you just don't want to hear about it anymore. I have to tell you, when you use Notion AI, whether it's planning your projects for work, making social media posts out of a transcript or bullet points, Notion AI can help you do all of that in just seconds. I've used Notion AI to produce this show where I can take a summary of the show, I can ask it to make a podcast description, give me podcast title ideas, and then I can format that same information into social media posts and Notion can give me as many ideas as I'd like. I can even ask it to rewrite it in a more casual or or a more professional voice. It is truly incredible notion ai helps you work faster write better and think bigger doing tasks that normally take you hours in just seconds you can leverage the power of ai right inside notion that's the powerful thing too i've used a lot of other ai tools a lot of times you're copy and pasting between browser windows or between applications but because it's built into notion you can do all of your work right in notion you never have to leave the app save time and write faster by letting notion ai handle the brainstorm and first draft or turn your messy notes into something polished Just tell Notion AI what to do. The more details, the better. Or you can start a prompt and go from there. Have it write a blog post, make an outline, brainstorm ideas, or summarize a whole bunch of docs. That's another great thing I love about Notion AI is it really helps prompt you, give you ideas on how to start using the AI rather than just being a blank slate. Use Notion AI to improve writing, summarize pages, find action items, and translate into any language. That's incredible. You just simply select the text in Notion, hit Ask AI, and increase your productivity like never before. For a limited time, you can try Notion AI for free when you go to Notion.com slash Insider. That's all lowercase letters, Notion.com slash Apple N-O-T-I-O-N.com slash Insider to try out the incredible power of Notion AI today. And when you use our link, you're supporting our show. This is a limited time offer. Try Notion AI for free right now at Notion.com slash Apple Insider. Thanks to Notion for sponsoring this episode. And this episode is brought to you by Collide. Our sponsor, Collide, has some big news. If you're an Okta user, they can get your entire fleet to 100% compliance. How do they do it? Well, if a device isn't compliant, the user can't log into your cloud apps until they've fixed the problem. It's that simple. Collide patches one of the major holes in zero trust architecture, which is device compliance. Without Collide, IT struggles to solve basic problems like keeping everyone's OS and browser up to date. Unsecured devices are logging into your company's apps because there's nothing there to stop them. Collide is the only device trust solution that enforces compliance as part of authentication, and it's built to work seamlessly with Okta. The moment Collide's agent detects a problem, it alerts the user and gives them instructions to fix it. If they don't fix the problem within a set time, they're blocked. Collide's method means fewer support tickets, less frustration, and most importantly, 100% fleet compliance. So visit collide.com slash appleinsider to learn more or book a demo. That's K-O-L-I-D-E.com slash Apple Insider to learn more. Our thanks to Collide for sponsoring this episode. William, did you see the news from Federico Vitici over at MacStories about his new GPT shortcut?
1: <laughs> okay. I saw a headline where he said he'd done something and I think you have to pay for it. And I kind of saved it in the read later because he is always interesting, but it's going to take a while. What have I missed so far?
0: Okay. So, Chad GPT. I know, listen, I feel like people are getting AI fatigue. Do you feel that, William? Do you feel like AI fatigue where you just don't hear about it anymore?
1: I'm having so many meetings, it comes up as a serious issue that I'm a bit fed up of it. And also, I would just like it to be better. Um, Apple Insider does a monthly review of what went on with Apple. And it's suddenly, I write it and I'm suddenly getting late on March the 31st. Why don't I just ask ChatGPT? What did Apple get up to? this is in the last 6 hours on march the 31st and it said apple hasn't released anything this month yet but it tends to do so on the last tuesday so look out for something on the <laughs> 21st the 23rd it's not good the- it's <laughs> not good at
0: current date like current news happenings and sometimes it'll just tell you i'm only trained up until the last you know uh, until 2 years ago But don't ask about, like, current events and stuff like that.
1: Oh, what about the thing where uh, Google's bard says that it's trained on Gmail and Google says, no, 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 it isn't, it isn't.
0: (laughs) Well, there's been some weird things, too, like Bing's AI chat assistant was making some, like, forward remarks relationship-wise to people, and that was very awkward. So, anyway. okay. Okay, so Federico Fatici, what he did is there's an API... For ChatGPT, where you can incorporate ChatGPT in apps and other services. There's lots of website services using it. And what he did is he created a shortcut using the ChatGPT API. Sorry, there's a lot of acronyms. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I'm just saying, this <laughs> must spell out a word. Right. You gotta now, the the shortcut, yes. you basically can run this shortcut on any of your Apple devices, your iPhone, your iPad, your Mac. And you can interact with ChatGPT from the shortcut without ever going to the website for ChatGPT or using an app. So it's basically the power of Chat GPT in a shortcut. And you can even do multiple prompts. Like you can have a conversation. Federico set up the shortcut where you can like ask follow-up questions. You can save the whole conversation, save the last input. Like anything you can do in the ChatGPT GPT website, you can do using the shortcut. So it is like. The first native Chat GPT integration on the iPhone, because if you want to use it straight, you have to go to their website. So it is a shortcut now, William, And you can do incredible things with this shortcut. Now, I'm going to explain how I've incorporated it into one of my shortcuts.: Are you ready?:
1: Well, probably not, but brace to myself. <laughs> yes.:
0: So I have a shortcut for this podcast where all the links that me and you are looking at right now in our shared Apple note, I select all the text in that note and I run a shortcut. It gets all the URLs from my clipboard. It formats those URLs by getting the article title from like using the Safari reader stuff, makes it into an HTML link list. So all the articles are nicely formatted for show notes. It also asks me who the sponsors were this week. If there's ever a repeat sponsor, which happens a lot, I can just select their name from a list and they get automatically inputted into the show notes. It asks me who my co-host was this week. I'll click William and then it will include your Twitter and Mastodon info for that week's show notes. And now the one part that I couldn't automate from the shortcut was give me an episode title and an episode description to use for this show. And so that's the one manual process that I would do. Well, now I've incorporated Vitici's shortcut. And when I run the shortcut to format all the show notes, a little menu will pop up and it will prompt me to choose which headlines to feature in the description or episode title. So I could just check a couple boxes, choose the top stories that I want to use in the title and description for this episode. It runs that through ChatGPT. And the prompt I've used is basically give me a 30 word episode description and give me a 15 word episode title for a podcast. Based on these headlines, and it will automatically pull those headlines that it already automatically pulled using my earlier parts of the shortcut. And then ChatGPT will just give me an episode title and an episode description, include it in all the show note formats that I've used. And then I can just paste that and have everything for the show title and description generated by AI, plus all the links and sponsors, host contact info, everything. And it's all automated in a shortcut and ChatGPT powers the title and description. I mean, that's pretty nuts, right?
1: Yeah, but more nuts than you think because I have a shortcut that undoes everything you've just said, <laughs> puts it back into
0: Yeah, sure. But now let me now so let me ask you this. I'm going to try and make this real for you and I'm trying to encourage you to try it. I imagine when you make a video, you probably have some bullet points or notes on what you want to talk about in that video, correct?
1: No, I'm a script writer. I write the script actually. Oh, for even it, so. better.
0: So you have an entire script. So imagine you can create a shortcut where it pulls the entire script. You can either copy it to your clipboard or just use the share sheet. And you can create a chat GPT prompt that says, write me an SEO optimized YouTube title for this video based on the script. And it pulls the script you already have. And it will write an SEO optimized title for you. And you can even ask, give me five choices for an SEO optimized title. And then you can also ask it about the description for the video. And you can even ask it for tags to put into YouTube. And you can have it format those tags being comma separated. And if they're comma separated, you can literally just copy and paste those tags into the YouTube tag window and it formats it all properly for you. All of that in seconds, automated by AI. Does that tempt you at all William?
1: I like the tags one because I'm a bit lazy with tags, but the title, the description, I'm already wrong here but I believe that's where I get to be creative with it I wouldn't like to, I would like to give that to someone else alone to chat GPT
0: well no but even even if you don't use it verbatim so like I actually used the shortcut for today's show notes which is why i sent it to you before we recorded and it threw you off
1: <laughs> ah i was wondering about yes i thought if i missed the recording <laughs> did you just go no, on ahead no. without me and I, I even said to you people would be happy with that they just hear your voice <laughs> you get through no 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 record, that would work no but i sent
0: you the no. show notes early because i used this shortcut that i just made so i will say the title and description i do doctor it a little bit i don't use it verbatim so you know as you see the title for this episode and the little description paragraph in the show notes, you can know that AI generated like 80% of that and like I edited the other 20% because just to make it more natural, more human, I guess you could say. But it did it did it for me and even if you don't take it verbatim, you can ask it for five ideas. Give me 10 episode ideas. Give me 10 video title ideas and then you can pull the best from all of that and that is still you being creative. It just gives you a like word bank or a pool to start with, which could generate ideas even more that you didn't have before. Maybe you don't use what chat GPT gives you at all, but you have a resource for brainstorming that can give you suggest like infinite suggestions based on what you already wrote. I mean, isn't that nuts
1: when, when this works well. And, and I mean, when it has improved further than it is now, then I, I do see this as another tool In our toolbox, that it is not a replacement for us. It's a new paintbrush. It's a new pen. Uh, But right now, I feel like it's being oversold.
0: For our listeners, we just cut out, William told me something top secret, and it's wonderful. (laughs) Or or not wonderful. It might be terrible. I don't know yet. (laughs) So we'll see. (laughs) But uh, let me give you, so one other thing. Based on the script that you already wrote for your video, you can ask ChatGPT for five tweets based on that script. And it will give you five social media post ideas written attractively or or eye-catchingly or whatever. And again, you can doctor them. You cannot use them all it can make social media posts for you too.
1: I've been torn with that one because, uh, I mean, I, I learned uh, headline writing at BBC News on a CFAX, where you had really, really tight constraints. I mean, I can't remember the numbers now, but it's something like uh, headline had to be 76 characters long, not 75, not 77. So you got all of this stuff and you got used to fashioning things like that. So when Twitter and things came along and all social media, it seemed so easy and I kind of enjoyed it crafting something for like that but i have just done a project where i've had to write something like it must be 80 social media prompts that are going to play out over a few weeks and i did get mightily sick of it by around the third of the eighty. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: had to do. yeah i mean i've just i found it because it's now integrated with shortcuts like one of the rubs have been how can i get the content that I've created or written here into an AI tool to actually help me and then back into the app that I'm using. One of the reasons, again, didn't plan this, but Notion AI is actually a sponsor this week and they have solved that because AI is built right into the Notion platform. But this shortcut, because I already have so many shortcuts that deal with links and article titles, and maybe it's making like descriptions and titles for videos All my shortcuts could do all of it except for the quote unquote creative work of thinking of a title and description, which is like you said, usually when you are creative. And for me, if I've done editing a podcast or a video, you know, once you hit publish on that thing, trying to think of a title and description a lot of times, like it's hard to have the steam to like finish that little process because your creative energy has been spent. And so using AI to kind of jumpstart that creativity that brainstorming by giving you just you know buzzwords keywords that you can then just manipulate or move around like it's the words you probably would have used already but it's in a format that is so close to being done it takes some of that friction out of the last mile i guess you could say which is like an expression in cabling and all that kind of stuff like the, it helps with that last mile task when you might have be running out of creative juice so that's why i'm excited about it
1: Don't you think that we should reach a point where AI creates the words and then another AI reads them for us so we don't have to bother with any of this?
0: Well, William, again, I will point you to that link that I put at the top of the show notes, which is the 11labs.io, and you can have it speak in your voice.
1: No, I meant not bother with any of the material at all. Just let the AIs talk to each other, have a good time while we get on with something else.
0: Oh, sure. Well, I think that's how you get Skynet. I think that's the problem. (laughs) That's what happens. But anyway, I'm, I'm I'm excited about this one use case. And I do think in, in thinking of like videos and stuff, you know, YouTube has done a great job of now adding multi-language support in a single video where you can actually get subtitles in other languages, but also you can upload audio tracks in other languages and viewers can literally select their language and then hear it while watching the video without ever leaving it. And so Mr.
1: No, I did not know that. That's superb. It is amazing.
0: And Mr. Beast uh, actually did an interview with Renee Ritchie about it. There's a video of them talking about it. And before, Mr. Beast had channels for every language. You know, he was overdubbing his videos in like Russian, Japanese, every, like many different languages. All those channels had millions of subscribers. But now he doesn't have to manage all those channels. He can literally just have his main channel. And in the little like gear icon where you choose your subtitle language, you can actually choose your audio language and you can just hear your language right there on the same video. Think about this, William. Imagine if AI could translate everything you said in your video into Spanish or Arabic in your voice because this tool like Eleven Labs can do spoken content in your voice even though you haven't spoken it. now. People can listen to your videos in any language, in your voice, and it's all done by AI.
1: I was once interviewed on the BBC World Service uh, Russia end of it, and it did one of those things where the listeners heard me for a few seconds, and then they heard an interpreter saying my words, and everybody preferred the interpreter. They said, (laughs) he was so sexy, can we have him back, please? It was miserable for me, in
0: fact. Uh, well, that, is, that would be unfortunate. But listen, then you won't have that problem because it's your voice. Mm. They, you know, if they, would li- if they like how the Spanish person sounds in your videos, it's you just speaking Spanish.
1: I do get the appeal of managing things. Uh, I have a Patreon service now that means I do different versions of videos and just keeping track of which version is ready, when, and that it's out, it's finished, and that the different things have happened. Uh, even with only two, I'm finding that. Yeah, uh, it's taking a lot of thought. So something that would remove that and let you concentrate on the, the creation of the material that hopefully is with that. Yeah, I'm interested, interested.
0: Before I was intrigued, but didn't care as much about AI because it was so far removed from my processes. And now that there are tools like Notion AI, and now especially the shortcut, oh my goodness, now that there's a shortcut that can incorporate AI into the automations I already use, now I'm kind of like getting excited about it. I also think, it's incredibly dangerous and scary, and I don't know what's going to happen in the future. But for right now, in this brief moment, I think there are viable use cases for it, even on any level. Yeah. I don't know. I'm curious to see where it goes. It, because it's progressing so fast, I feel like that is the main hesitation that I have is like, it is already improved so quickly just in the last year. Yeah. What is going to happen over the next five years? kind of thing
1: I have a concern like with, right, with my writers Guild hat on about uh, people who are creating material being paid when yeah. uh, chat uses it and there are lots of issues around that but there have been similar issues mind you similar issues with just internet use they haven't been solved yet so right mm, so I'm kind of interested in a new tool for us but you're yeah, just wary of I think things need to be thought through on the application as well as the applications, if you see what I mean. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, no, I, I understand. Well, anyway, if you want to try ChatGPT in a shortcut, I'll put a link to the Mac Stories article. You can download the shortcut. It's for free there. Like, the teacher just gives these shortcuts away, which is amazing, incredible. You can just download the shortcut. If you want to incorporate and actually use it in your shortcuts, you do have to pay for API access. They actually have to, like, put in a credit card, You can set a maximum spend limit per month. So you can put like, I'd never want to spend more than $20 or $30 on this API. But I will say, trying to incorporate it into my shortcuts yesterday, I was running it like multiple times an hour, like probably five, 10 times an hour. And even after using it all day yesterday, it charged me a total of one cent, like one penny, which I don't know what that is in pounds. I don't know if that's a 30 pounds. I don't know if it's thirty pounds to every penny U.S. dollar. I don't know.
1: Well, Brexit's done all sorts of things to currencies. Right, uh, right. Uh, a cent is probably worth about sixty pounds now, something like that. Oh, yeah. wow! Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. not even
0: That's mm. a good exchange
1: rate. Definitely a time to come visit Britain if you can get through the border issues we're mm. having that's definitely another topic. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. So, wait,
0: wait. What was that? Is there like you can't get into the UK right now?
1: Well, there's been problems with the bank holiday weekends, in, so we and so have people trying to get away. Oh. Uh because Brexit has implemented all the controls that Brexit said it would. And oh. people are now objecting that it's, uh, it's causing delays that it was always going to cause. So I'm laughing because I'm not in a car waiting to get across to France, but you know, <laughs> mm.
0: Wait, oh, you can take a car to France? You can drive... I knew uh, there was the Eurostar.
1: Yeah, you, uh, same thing. As well as the passenger train, there's a, a like a car car oh, transport okay. you can drive auto uh, onto the back of it. Um, gotcha. Yeah, is that the American term? I haven't heard that before. Yeah, that makes sense.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah we have auto trains, like A-U-T-O, like automobile auto trains. Uh-huh. Honestly, the first 10 times I heard that phrase, I was like, auto train? What's automatic about it? It's a train. <laughs> but no, it's like automobile train. Anyway... Mm. Uh, see, this is why AI is going to take over. I don't even know what auto train means. And AI is over here. Just, I don't mm. know. And okay. <laughs> all right. That's enough. That's enough. AI, uh, quick little news bits. I want to hear your thoughts on Apple music classical, the app PayPal though, is adding Apple pay for small business payments. I'm excited about this because so many times I've seen PayPal integrated into the like online point of sale when you're trying to check out on a website and there's no Apple pay. It's like PayPal or credit card. Well, pretty soon you'll be able to see Apple Pay there. So all those places you saw PayPal only, Apple Pay should appear alongside it, which is exciting. I like using Apple Pay. Do you remember the days when Apple Pay wasn't anywhere? Like you had to go to like that one store that had the NFC reader? Or was Actually, the
1: UK? no, I don't because it was never like that here. Oh. From the minute Apple Pay switched on, it worked everywhere because we had NFC, we had it in all the places it was just another flavor of that so right from the moment you could use your watch i always paid on the watch um i don't know why america took longer And i know you'd lots of different banks to negotiate with but that wasn't the issue here so no it was a great idea suddenly it worked it's everywhere love it so
0: see when apple pay first came out over here in the states it was like walgreens walgreens was the one place you could scan for apple pay and that was it for a long time And I think it was because there is that fee for Apple Pay transactions for the vendor, if I'm not mistaken. It's like some very, very...
1: It's incredibly small, but it is there. I mean, it adds up to billions for Apple, but each I mean, this whole thing of... Do you have this thing in the States where you get cash back in supermarkets if you use a debit card, not if you use a credit card? Do you (laughs) have that?
0: No, they they don't give you any cash back. Well, no. uh,
1: it's quite well really it's i mean it's a long story but i was fascinated to find out why debit cards not credit cards if you go to a supermarket in the uk you pay on a debit card you can say you want 20 pounds please and you know they add it to your bill but they give you the cash for it <laughs> they will oh. do it do you have that do you have anything like
0: that we can get cash back but it's not like at a discount
1: like you can no 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 oh, i use a port and that's what well. uh, yeah uh, apple calls cash back when they give you a cut don't they Right. No, but um, the reasons behind why they do it and things, it's all to help the store uh, get around fees that it's paying. So oh. there are already fees. They're just more for certain things. And I would have thought Apple Pay would have been less, deliberately less than any of them. But you're right. That seemed to be the thing that stopped people. To, is, is Walgreens a supermarket? I know the name, but <laughs> Wal- I don't know it.
0: Walgreens, I guess you would call it like a pharmacy or a drug drugstore. No, but no, no. it has... Like you can also buy ice cream and paper plates well, and stuff there. How could you want them? <laughs> it, it isn't everything. Some Walgreens also have like the liquor section. so it's it's quite a variety of things. Now in the US, Apple Pay is pretty much ubiquitous and you can do it anywhere. I think the pandemic really accelerated that where a lot of large grocery stores like Publix did not take PayPal before the pandemic, but now they do. But I went to get a tire changed the other day. And this was a very like, uh, how would you describe it? Like it was a very side of the road. We're going to change your tire in 10 minutes. We won't ask you any questions. You don't ask us any questions.
1: This is so suspicious. It was a
0: little shady. It was a little shady. I'll be honest. Like I called the phone number on the building. It said phone disconnected. Like, Like it was very, like I literally had to just show up in person to see if they would actually change my tire. But they did. And it was, they literally changed my tire in 10 minutes. It was great. But the point of sale, like many places here in the U S it was like one of these small little point of sale things for the card, you know, insert your card for the chip. But a lot of those have the NFC built in now. And so I paid with my Apple watch. I did Apple pay with my Apple watch. And the guy was like, I've never seen someone pay with their watch before. And I was like, well, yeah, you can do that now. Yeah. it's pretty cool. And that was it. I just wanted to, I just want to share there's still minds being blown in 2023 paying with your watch. Still at like
1: the side it. of the road for a dodgy yes. tire swap. <laughs> look at, super Looking dodgy. back for it, any uh, any cops in view. Yeah, yeah. Wave your watch yeah. here. No, be looking. No, yeah. Okay, I'm yeah, right. You're building a whole world
0: picture for <laughs> me here. Yes. You want to watch? Yeah, uh, yeah. Even the uh, the scalpers for tickets probably take Apple Pay now outside <laughs> <Yes>. concerts. <laughs> I mean, literally, because you can do Apple Pay now just directly with your iPhone. You can like, square payments. You don't need even, like, a, a device, a third-party device. You can just do it right on your iPhone.
1: Yeah, but there's probably still a, a limit, which means you couldn't get Taylor yeah. Swift tickets, for example. Well, yeah. yeah,
0: I don't think anybody's scalping those tickets. <laughs> no. I think those are, yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, Apple will be opening its first store ever in India. It keeps teasing its Mumbai store, and not a lot of details, like when it's opening or what it's going to be. We just kind of have a concept outside picture of the store. Or it's not—it's not a concept. It's an actual picture, I think. It an I think pic- so,
1: yeah. Or yeah. <laughs> very photo-realistic photo because it's real.
0: It's probably generated but... by AI. No, <laughs> that's, <laughs> <what, laughs> that's probably what it was. But yeah, first Apple store in India. That's that's pretty big news. That's pretty cool.
1: It's astounding that it can have taken this long. Yeah, it I mean, India, huge. Mumbai uh, isn't the supposed to be another one coming in New Delhi as well? And you would have just automatically assumed they'd always been there. But yeah,
0: yeah good first. First one, I also like, I don't think there's any Apple stores in Israel uh, as far as I know. That's another country, I'm sure there are other stores,
1: and yet well, they can have five in New York City. What are they doing? Listen, I don't
0: even <laughs> even here in Florida, we have you know pretty close together, we have a bunch of Apple stores. <clears throat> All right, but right before Apple Music Classical, I do want to mention Apple TV Plus has a bunch of releases coming soon. Keanu Reeves and Jonah Hill are coming to Apple TV Plus. I'm excited about that. Uh, I also started watching the second season of Schmigadoon. Schmigadoon. Yes. Have you? Did you? Did you watch that?
1: I ate up the first season, and I was looking forward to season two. But it dropped on this when the Wednesday, uh, and I'm so used to Apple TV being out on Fridays that it kind of caught me by surprise. <laughs> and I only found out at the end of the night. It's like there's no time to enjoy this now. So I'm going yeah. to watch it on uh, Fridays, I think. But uh, yes, yeah. is yeah. it as good as it looks in Chicago? <laughs>
0: it is it's a different vibe you know it's you have to think chicago the musical uh, it's, i like it's,
1: chicago the musical yeah
0: okay well then i think you'd enjoy it. i, I do really enjoy the the main actors and uh, i i it's one of my favorite like the first season of that show was one of my favorite apple tv plus shows Yeah, and it was just wonderful. yeah there's yeah.
1: something i don't, the very opening note of the yeah. very first episode, I was smiling at it, and I don't know why. It just, things I didn't realize I knew so well, it, it lovingly parodies, uh, or it did in the first season. Now it sounds harsh and serious.
0: Well, but it is It is still very, like, true to life and enjoyable and funny. So, uh, did you trigger Siri somehow? What are you doing over there?
1: Oh, funny. I just had a little uh, thing on my watch that vibrated, and I tried to stop it, but...
0: Hmm. Uh huh. I think AI is listening to you. Anyway. Okay. But well, all right. Lastly, Apple Music classical. You had some thoughts, William. Talk to me. What do you think?
1: Well, at, first of all, just tell me if I'm normal here. Previously. No. Okay. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Thank you. That's revenge for the thing about are you crazy for? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, there's always music in my head, but usually it's pop or rock or folk or whatever, and this it always seems to be a few bars of it or maybe the main riff, just a little bit. But since I've been back listening to classical music with this new app, there have been you know, a 10-minute run of Mahler in my head over and over. <laughs> uh, is that just what classical does to you, or is this a cry for help?
0: I think so. I actually I saw a TikTok video of Leonard Bernstein talking about Beethoven's 7th Symphony, 2nd Movement, talking about the melody line, and how it's, just a, it's an extremely simple melody, the harmonies are simple, but somehow how Beethoven constructed it, it is just super compelling. And so, of course, I had to listen to it. I just saw this video. I was like, now I want to know what it sounds like or remind myself what it sounds like. I'd heard it before, but I listened to it. I listened to several different recordings of it, which I love about the classical app, where you can go to the work, see popular recordings, the editor's choice. I listened to it a bunch of times, and then it was stuck in my head for the next three days. Okay.
1: The whole thing. So I I agree. That's, I think it does okay. do it to
0: you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, 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 how many um, minutes of um, this are you going um, to do Oh, that's it that's okay all I'll do. that's all I'll do I, I wish I still wish you could share playlists from Apple Music Classical. It yeah. actually opens in the app.
1: It does seem peculiarly clunky anyway it's the app is not a music playing app, although it does play music, it's really it's a search engine, and you can then toss the results over to regular Apple Music, where you can form playlists, where you can download music. And that, that back and forth seems a bit weird yeah, to me. I, I don't like that it seems like it's done down classical search and regular Apple Music. I tried Siri the other day and it told me, uh, I asked for Siri on Apple Music Classical and it said, no such app, what are you talking about? Going <laughs> on. Yeah, good luck.
0: Oh, yeah. that's so terrible.
1: Little bits aren't right, but it, it does seem to have a great engine for it. It does seem to find things well. I've been deeply enjoying the music I'm listening to, so on the whole, it's like a great but... No, that sounds rude. Wait, what? Um, yeah, it's <laughs> great. Yet there we go. Great, oh, yet. Oh, not as oh, great see, like... as it could be. Great, however. Um, right? See. I'm, am I am I blushing? Anyway. Oh, well, um, I
0: got it. I got it now. You're you're on Tinder. That's how you're thinking. It's all right.
1: Right. Seriously, got to check out the whole right left thing. This could, you could be doing bad things to my ego here, and I don't even know it.
0: Okay. Right. No, no. I, I think I got it. But anyway, listeners. Let us know if you're using this ChatGPT shortcut and you have some really cool use cases. I would love to hear about it. Hope you enjoyed hearing about it. Or let us know, do you have AI fatigue? Uh, William and I's Twitter and Mastodon handles are in the show notes. Of course, you can support the show, get an ad version, and early access at patreoncom insider or directly in Apple Podcasts. As always, thank you for listening. We'll catch you next time.